Before we get started, a special thank you is in order to our friends over at Stanley Customs. Stanley Customs creates amazing custom sports figurines for all you athletes out there. Right now, our listeners will get 15% off their order and all interviewees will get 25% off of their order simply by going to Stanley underscore Customs on Instagram and telling them that Globally Ballin sent you. Thank you. Hey there, everybody. I don't know if you noticed, but we didn't have an episode last week. Uh, hope you all had a great Christmas and um, hope you're all having a great new year and start to 2020 now. Uh, episodes will be back on track Wednesdays as they always had been. When we set up Wednesday, we didn't really think about the fact that New Year's Day and Christmas were going to fall on a Wednesday as well, which kind of threw up our schedule. So we are back Wednesdays uh, as they used to be and as they will now be again. And so um, thank you for uh, for being patient. I hope again, hope you had a wonderful Christmas. And, and holiday and um, enjoy the episodes back on track. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Globally Ballin Podcast, a product of the Globally Ballin Podcast Network. We have a fantastic interview for you today, so sit back and enjoy. And thank you all for joining us one more time. Here's the music. I gotta let you go. Finish the game with a broken hand. Yeah, finish the game with... I'm Rio 2016 Silver Medalist and Asian Games 2018 Gold Medalist. You know, Manhattan was a celebrity for good. You know, up until that point, most of us as, as athletes were taught on it, use a celebrity to manipulate, to get a girl, to get famous, to get whatever it is. We're hours away from kind of the near hospital if you end up losing his leg over I don't think a lot of people know the opportunities there are actually to play overseas, especially in the women's category. Actually broke my neck. I was paralyzed from the waist down and I was never supposed to walk again, much less be able to play football again. Had a couple guys get robbed at gunpoint um, and one of them was just like, yeah, get me out. At the same time, there are some who would still keep their nine to five jobs because the pay for being an athlete isn't enough. Don't complain when we look like idiots abroad in these big tournaments. What league or country gave you the best pay contract-wise? Probably Turkey my last season. Okay. Welcome, Eric, everybody. This week's episode is with Kai Howard, professional basketball player, graduated from NJIT out in New Jersey, New Jersey Institute of Technology, and now um, is playing in Luxembourg. And before that, he spent some time in Lithuania. Uh, Kai Howard has some great detail about why he's not playing in Lithuania, talking about situations we've probably never considered before if we haven't been out there or uh, played in situations similar to that. Um, He's going to talk in depth about... um, what he likes specifically about Luxembourg, what makes it a little bit different. Um, And so an in-depth conversation about two leagues we have not heard about before and stories and examples of things we also have not, as a listener base, have not encountered before. So thank you, Kai, for your time and your opportunity here to speak and tell your story for everybody to hear and learn from. Kai also has it a lot different in the sense that he has no agent right now and he'll talk in detail about why that is and uh, he does a great job at explaining his thought process for everything which is awesome and it's it's especially perfect when you're doing an interview like this because it helps paint a picture for you listeners um, more and more and more so um, this episode is longer Uh, hopefully I made up for the uh, extra time you had to wait over Christmas Um, when we skipped an episode there and uh, now coming back on our Wednesday schedule make up for it with a longer episode Um, this one is a little bit longer again so this is also why I'm not going to talk a lot in the beginning or at the end most of this is just going to be the interview with Kai so um, thank you Kai for your time also goes by Aiden Howard but for this we we used the more common name of of Kai Howard so uh, Kai thank you for your time it was a great episode everybody enjoy and let us know what you think thanks 
Hey everybody, this episode is brought to you by an additional sponsor. We are now also brought to you by Creating Young Minds. Creating Young Minds is a nonprofit out of Louisville, Texas, right outside of Dallas. You may remember we've had an episode in the past with the founders of Creating Young Minds, Dr. Shira Ackerman and Coach Mathis Crowder. Creating Young Minds strives to help young men achieve success in their life where they may not have otherwise achieved that success. One way they do this is through their new basketball team. The Louisville Yellow Jackets, affiliated with Creating Young Minds, play in TBL, the Basketball League, and through a combination of their nonprofit as well as their basketball team, Creating Young Minds and the Louisville Yellow Jackets are doing their best to bring the European model of basketball to the United States. That is Creating Young Minds. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, basically everywhere. Find creating young minds check them out see what they're all about and when the tbl league rolls around once again keep an eye out for the lewisville yellow jackets thank you uh all right kai thanks for the time uh currently you are where i'm in luxembourg luxembourg all right so what we do is we typically interview players athletes coaches um, team owners, doesn't really matter. Um, anybody who has some sort of insight. And the, the fun thing is it's athletes of all sports, men and women. Um, now, basketball mm-hmm. basketball does typically tend to be the most common one just because it's a massive market. Um, but, you know, we've done plenty of other ones, but that's not the point. Today we're here with you. So if you could go ahead and introduce who you are and what you do uh, for anybody listening. How you doing? My name is Kai Howard. I play professional basketball overseas. I'm currently in Luxembourg. Okay, and where did you um, start out as far as college? College, I started out at New Jersey Institute of Technology, or as a lot of the world knows it now, NJIT, uh, in Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, and I talked to you beforehand. I am well aware of NGIT as a Michigan fan. That one hurt quite a bit because uh, <laughs> I can't honestly say I, I heard of NGIT before that. I certainly know of them now, though. I'm glad that's really all that team wanted was for the country to know that we existed because beforehand we were independent for two years. So uh, we were just like, as a Division One program in the the country not knowing we exist this is our chance to leave a mark so and when when were you done at ngit what was your last year my last year was 2016. okay and so after 2016 what did it look like for you uh 2016 i actually once graduated i was invited to the d-league national showcase uh, I was a part of the invite only portion, which were 50 guys in the country. Wow. Went there, played very well. It ended up being a draft pick in the G League draft or the D League draft at the time. Second round, uh, I think I want to say 32nd overall. To who? Uh, Greensboro Swarm, which is the Charlotte Hornets affiliate team. Okay. And so what happened after that? Uh, you know, uh, you go, You after the draft, you have a couple days to pack because the draft is really, really late, close to the beginning of the training camp. You go, went down there for a couple couple weeks, loved it, uh, especially just graduating college. I got to experience how professionals really are professional, if that makes sense. Uh, I, was, I was around guys like Damian Wilkins, who was an NBA vet, and I being a being a part of an affiliation uh other hornets you got to see how nba practices work how systems work how the the training regiment you got to see it all i was there for a few weeks uh it just so happened that the charlotte hornets made a trade with the clippers at the time i want i want to say uh, and the charlotte hornets ended up getting xavier mumford and Due to Kimball Walker being the star guy in Charlotte at the time, they sent Xavier Mumford down to Greensboro. Okay. Uh, sat me down, and they said, "Look, we love you here, but because we just got Xavier Mumford and y'all play the same position, and he's a Xavier Mumford is a, a part of my language, but he's a hell of a player." 
Yeah. Uh, he was already a, a all-star in the D-League. Uh, he was a D-League vet. He's an NBA player. He's played minutes in the NBA game. So it's kind of tough to sit back and have him sit on the bench instead of a guy fresh out of college. Sure. Uh, they sat me down and they gave me two choices. They said you could stay and sit on the end of the bench or you could try and, and go somewhere and play. And as a young kid, uh, you don't want to ever sit. <laughs> sure. So I took the choice to leave and I went back on a search for, they helped me with the agent and uh, started training again. I started uh, started perfecting my craft, started going. Now that understanding how being a professional worked, I went about my occupation as an actual professional for the first time in my life. I watched what I ate. I lifted four out of five times a week. I stayed in the gym twice a day, uh, rest. I paid attention to all of that due to the help of a guy like Damian Wilkins being a part of the camp. So I left and I just waited and waited and prepared until I actually got a contract 2017 to come to Luxembourg. So this is my second time in Luxembourg, actually. Okay, so um, I want to stop for a second because this is perfect. I love it when we get kind of patterns because this is all about teaching uh, young athletes or fans what it truly is like. In our last episode, we had a, a coach who coaches out in Thailand, and he said one of the biggest issues he has with imports from America is they don't take it seriously or they don't know what they're getting into, and they go and hang out or whatever, but they don't, they're not coming over as professionals, at least not always. And so what happens is they burn their bridge. They're done. They get sent home immediately. It's over. And now all of a sudden you're climbing back out of the hole that you created for yourself. So I think it's really important what you were talking about touching on you're a professional. This is your career. Absolutely. And you have to take it like that. Otherwise it's over. And, and it's that simple. Uh, my dad always used to say growing up because my father played in the NBA. Okay. So, and my brother's actually the head coach over at LaSalle university. So we're a big basketball family. Yeah. Uh, my dad always used to tell me growing up that as you go up a level in life with basketball, there's less and less people there. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's less and less people playing the game, but the people that get the chance and the opportunity that you have become smaller. Mm. So be grateful for your opportunity. Take it in strides and be the best you possible. Uh, being a professional is is everything you overseas. I I used to I used to tell my friends that it's kind of it's funny because it's kind of like you're a full time basketball player, part time actor because you meet people and sometimes you have to change how your approach to people. You have to you have to sit there, shake hands, smile in their face, be respectful. But these are all traits that you should naturally have as a human being, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, but a lot of guys come over here and they think it's a vacation, not understanding that there's still men out here that do this to provide for their kids at home. Yeah. So there's a certain this isn't a vacation. This is this is something it's a blessing. I, I always tell people it's a blessing. Uh <laughs> you get to do what you did at a playground. Only difference is they fly you out somewhere, somewhere you probably wouldn't have got the opportunity to see unless you played basketball. And they put money in your hand because of something you did at a playground. Don't don't take it for granted. And and being a professional is is something I pro being the best professional possible is something I pride myself in. I, I really don't say much. I mean, in the heat of the moment, in the game, absolutely. I'm a competitor, so I'm not really thinking about everything else. As, as a competitor, you compete. But off the court, everything's professional with me. You you have to. You don't only represent the club, the country, but you also have to remember you represent your family. You represent everything you come from. And that means something. You should take pride in that and respect that. If you respect the game, it, it, it will always open doors for you and respect you back. So. Very well said. Thank you. 
Um, all right, so you're in Luxembourg for year two. Um, what? Give us a look. We haven't had anybody from Luxembourg yet. What? Did, uh, first of all, does Luxembourg have their own league, or is it a team in Luxembourg playing Euroball or in the Euro League? Uh, Luxembourg has three levels of wow of basketball. They have total league, which is the top league, and N two is the second league, and N three, which is the third league. How that works are the clubs play. So, depending on your record the year before that, will change where you are. Love that playing wise. You play your season. The first round of games are what they call the championship. And when the championship ends, top four teams and into get the play up. So their playups are for the bottom four teams in the total league. They make their own little league and they they kind of compete to see who gets to move up, who gets to go down. The same thing for N2 and N3. The bottom four teams play for the down, uh, the play downs. The top four teams in N3 get to play up. So you go through your season and you play your schedule and depending on how you do with the schedule you have depends on the the events that follow near the later half of the year or the season to say uh other than that they have a cup which the whole country plays for every club plays for the luxembourg cup and you could get matched up an n3 team could get matched up with a total league team and they know it's a disadvantage so what they do is for every diff, the difference, whatever league you're in. So if you're in the N3 and you're playing the total league, you'll start the game up 20 points. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So you'll automatically start that game up 20 points because they understand the difference. Uh, N2 teams playing N3 games will start the game up 10 points. Uh, if you're in the same league, it's a 0 0 game they figure out who they find their ways to the cup championship throughout the season as you play your championships so it's like it's kind of like and it's a single elimination so once you lose you really don't have to worry about the championships but if you continue to win and you continue to win you worry about the cup and the championships all together so uh and usually you play the the cup games during the week until the final four so they can get a crowd they'll make it a weekend they do have a, a team that represents the country, but the country being such a small country, it really doesn't make an impact. Sure. Uh, but I could tell you that coming here two years ago and being here now, you could tell that the level of basketball interest has spiked a little bit. So they're getting better. And it's a beautiful thing to see the transition. All right, so you, um were there before and, and you came back was that a you choice like you're choosing between options or was it um one of the only ones on the table what kind of what were we looking at when you went back to luxembourg uh so before i ended up back here i was in lithuania okay and i came i i came midway through the season played in the nkl as with as the world knows Lithuania loves basketball yes <laughs> they love basketball uh I played in the second league out there came late and uh I, I really wasn't playing the game of basketball the way I usually do to say I I, I was contemplating being done with basketball before I went to Lithuania okay so my headspace was really really cloudy Coming back here, it was kind of tough. Again, uh, not having an agent. I'm, I'm, I've been doing this all, all without an agent now for the last three years to say, trying to reach out to agents, ask if they could help me, but not the agent not wanting to sign me, but they'll try and help me because they already got all their guys' deals and everything. Honestly, it kind of fell in my lap. And being in Lithuania, the the environment itself was not up to par for my living standards. Uh, it kind of scared my family. As it goes, when you're overseas, you make a big sacrifice. You go thousands and thousands of miles away from your family. And all they can do is pray that you get back. So 
I figured a year after a year the year that I had in Lithuania afterwards I would like to go someplace where my family my sister my mother my father my brother they would they will feel comfortable knowing that okay he's over here and he's okay and we don't have to really worry about how he's living he's going to be fine so I picked a place not only was I comfortable with the with the living arrangements and the people here but I'm comfortable with how basketball is here I feel like basketball in, Lithu- uh, in Luxembourg to say helps you expand your game because they don't really give you a role as an import you have to do a little bit of everything mm. so they kind of push you to your limits to compensate and that helps you become in my mindset kind of like a killer if you're just a, a defensive player okay well you can't just play defense here because they need you to score the ball so now you gotta work on expanding your game to be comfortable scoring the ball so in the long run it helps you mentally but it also helps you skill wise because somebody that's kind of passive now has to become aggressive a little bit and depending on your work ethic and who you are as a person that could that could expand it to monumental things and expand your game in ways you never thought of for me Luxembourg was the place where I realized I could really be the player I wanted to always be uh, in college I was kind of a role guy I played my role and I did the best I could with what it was because at the end of the day winning is what matters most uh, coming over here now my role switched and now I had to be more aggressive it helped me mentally and it helped me skill wise because now it was me trying to find out okay I gotta work on my jump shot I gotta work on my pull up I gotta work on finding spots where I know for a fact if I get to I can make these shots and uh, I love it like I, I would definitely recommend anybody young coming now they get an opportunity to come to Luxembourg you should uh, it's a beautiful country it's very small people respect you and more than anything now that I'm seeing the change in the basketball aspect you could be whoever you always whoever you wanted to be they give you the keys to become that person so now then it's basically are you going to work to become that person or are you going to like you stated earlier think it's a vacation and take time off and like to go out and party and everything so i mean it's it's a long journey thing so i want to at some point get to the story with you dealing doing all this with an agent which seems insane but um before that it is really important and this doesn't always come up safety is a really big deal especially way back we did an interview with an agent who had a guy I, i think he was in venezuela and he got like a call like two days in he's like dude you gotta get me out of here and so he did but like that a lot of times that's completely not really talked about for whatever reason i don't know but can you expand a little bit on what you um didn't maybe like as far as the the safety field in lithuania yes i lived in a small town in lithuania called shaluta i played for bc shaluta the basketball club that i lived in a very small town uh when it came down to basketball when we won, they loved us. When they when we lost, they hated us. They're not really used to seeing my type of people as in young African-Americans. They really didn't accept us. And the club took the car, so now we're on foot. And Lithuania isn't just Lithuania. They get a mix of a couple of Russians here and there. Yep. Uh, it's a very, very, they, they drink a lot. It's a drinking country. Okay. So, uh, to necessarily say ignorant citizens, but uneducated people that that just live in this small country their whole life in this small town their whole life that never get got the opportunity to, to travel and to see different people of different races of different cultures who were stuck in their ways they weren't accepting of us and there were points in times where 
as an African-American male, they called me the N-word. There were points in time where my life was threatened. Uh, we had night practice and I would have to walk around with something that I knew I could, that, that would protect me because in Lithuania, they like to jump people. So now at night when, when the citizens are drunk and I'm trying to get from the gym to where I lay my head at and I have to walk, it's, 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 it's an uneasy feeling. It, it's, it doesn't just exist in Lithuania. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't just exist in this club. Wherever you go, uh, there is an ignorance of it and safety does matter. Even now in Luxembourg, since I've been here, even if my teammate, my American teammate goes to the mall, I'm going to the mall with him. We travel together. It's just a safety precaution. And it's something that we do because we understand that in America it happens, so anywhere it can happen. Again, not having family. So being being an important and understanding that at the end of the day, my teammates, my coach, my president of my club get to go home to they get to go back home to their family. I have to maybe stay up till two AM to call my family. So there is an unease of for my safety at points in times. And I would tell anybody, you must feel comfortable where you are, especially through basketball. Basketball is an extremely long season. <laughs> yes. Wherever you go, you have to make sure, like myself and my family, any deal we get, we do research on the country. And that's and that's exactly kind of sure. why I like doing this is because it gives you know stories for situations where people may not have been familiar to begin with. Absolutely, because if you walk into unknown, you're not prepped for what may come. But yeah. if you do your research beforehand on the country and understand kind of their mindset, and, and that's the thing, people just think you get a deal. Okay, it's vacation time. No, I I was just talking to my fan, uh, my my teammate, and at the end of the day, my job on my family's end is for me back to America. <laughs> yep. They don't care about basketball. They just need to make their whole thing is when the season's done, you're on a plane and you're coming back home, and I have to see your face again. That's pressure within within itself because you, you never know what you can encounter in a day. It, it means a lot. It means a lot. Uh, being a basketball player coming overseas helped me understand that my impact doesn't just affect me. My choices doesn't just affect me. It impacts the people around me. And that means more to me than the choice than the choices I make for myself. I, I make all my choices off off the my loved ones because I know for a fact if something was to happen to me, it break their heart. So safety, I, uh, as a as a kid that has a loving, loving, loving mom, safety is first and foremost. Uh, is doesn't matter to the money. If my mother, if my mother is not liking the country, liking what she sees about the uh, uh, the rioting or the poli the political aspect or the social aspect, my mom will turn look at me and be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you cannot go to that country. <laughs> and I respect it. She's a mom. Yeah. Um, so I want to end with your description of how you've been doing this on your own. First of all, uh, since I got my feet in a bunch of different waters when it comes to different leagues and stuff, I'm not totally sure on all the specifics. I always thought I thought always thought you had to have an agent to sign overseas, but obviously that's not the case. So if you can walk us a little bit through how you've been doing this on your own for three years, and um, if you can or if you'd like to, maybe talk about why you don't have an agent right now or why that's no longer the case. But if you could walk us through that, that would be great. So coming out of college, I never as a, as a kid. You dream about it, but you never expect to be in a, a, a position where, like, you can make money yeah. playing basketball. Uh, so coming out of college, I had agencies reach out to me, but none of my my dad played in the NBA, but my dad played back in the 70s. So times have changed. 
so it was it was kind of a it was one of those things where it was like okay i personally would like to sit down with these agents or take phone calls with these agents and figure out what their vision is of me or for me and sure <laughs> coming out of college the first person i wrote down was my father <laughs> <laughs> my father was my agent because i didn't know what it what it came with i didn't i didn't have this conversation with my my collegiate coach i didn't have this conversation being a player from philadelphia that has a lot of basketball players that deal with these type of things i didn't have a conversation with any of my fellow basketball players from the area i just was uncertain of it uh and then once i got invited to the g league showcase it kind of struck me because it was like oh wow i don't have an agent somehow somewhere in the NBA affiliate reached out to me. So that's what sparked the whole, okay, I could do this by myself. When I left Greensboro, they actually reached out to me about an agent. And I still talk to him today, but we don't we didn't sign any contracts where I'm locked into his agency or anything. I've never signed a contract with the agent. Well I have. And I always backed out of all those opportunities because a, a, a lot of agents nowadays, they uh, they ask you to sign with them before they have anything on the table for you. And that's a big fear of mine because what happens at the end of the day if I sign with you, you don't have anything on the table for me. And then I have a basketball friend that may know the president of a club that's looking for a guard of my caliber and he wants to reach out to me. So the agent that I'm signed with gets money off of the contract that I signed through a third party, hmm. and it didn't make sense to me. So up front, I would usually just reach out to agents and be like, look, I have no issue with you. I, I love what you're saying to me, but my biggest fear is what happens if I miss a season? Because if I miss, if you miss a season after you graduate of basketball, you get a red flag. Because now clubs will start asking, okay, well, why didn't he play this year? What's going on? Film is always key. Yes. The, the more recent the film, the better chances you are of prolonging your career. So if you miss, if you play 2016 and then you miss the 2017 season, a coach may be like, okay, well, why didn't he play 2017? What happened? then I didn't want that to happen. So I decided to, and it's going to sound crazy. It's a, it's a grind. It's a, it's a, it's a real life grind doing this without an agent. Uh, I get on Facebook and I sit there and I add anybody that seems like a coach or that has a title coach on their Facebook page. Sure. And then I find out the language that they speak. <laughs> and then I'll go on a translator and I'll type in exactly what I want to say in my language, in English, and then I'll translate it to whatever language they speak. And hopefully they respond with the okay or hey, I speak a little English to make it easy. <laughs> I can tell you right now, almost 93% of my Facebook friends are people I've never met in my life. <laughs> majority of them are coaches and scouts sure and 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 age overseas agents and you sit there and you're like okay <laughs> i've i've translated stuff in german lithuanian french uh polish a whole bunch of south american countries chinese i i just do whatever i must to make sure that I put myself in an opportunity where, or in a position where I may get an opportunity. So I'll sit there and I'll, I'll work out with other agencies and hopefully run into their agency back home. And when I run into their agency while I'm back home or their agent, I'll sit there and I'll be like, hey, do you have any, like, have, are you hearing anything about any combo guards by any chance? And and that that's exactly how I, I really get through. It's, it's a grind that nobody really sees but if, if it's something you want in life I mean they always told me that there's more stuff that you don't want to do that you have to do rather than the stuff you want to do oh yeah uh, sure I I, mean, I love my grind uh, 
and I realized that every place I go to every year, I, I make more connections. Uh, I honestly, this season, for instance, I ended up back in Luxembourg because the year before that when I played, a man seen me out here. He's a personal trainer of a club team. And I reached out to him one day. I I am an annoying person when it comes down to my job. <laughs> I will reach out to you every other day. That means you understand that, okay, this is Kai Howard, who is a combo guard out of Philadelphia that went to NGI team reaching out to me. I'll make sure you understand that to the fullest. So uh, he reached out to me because he's seen me play in person. He's from the country. And he was like, I have a job for you. And I didn't have to send him film from word of mouth. He went to the club and the club literally off the word of his, uh, off, off, off his words, offered me the job. And from there, it was the whole principle of, okay, now I have to make sure whatever he told them I could do because now his word is on the line. Sure. And his networks are on the line. So... I mean, to be honest with you, I talk to my family about this every every season, after every season. I do need an agent, and I know I need an agent, and I'm taking a route to finding the agent. But I ran into one agent one year, and he told me 99.9% of agents aren't in it for the right reason. Yeah, and that's scary, man. It really is. It's very scary. And that's my whole thing, because... If this is my livelihood, if this is the decision and the choice I made to live my life this way, and you're not in it for the right reasons, then to some degree, it it seems like you don't care about my life. Yeah, you know, you anybody else who's not an athlete or entertainer of some kind is, we go out and obviously we have to get our own jobs, right? We market ourselves, we go to our own interviews, we talk with businesses on our own, and we got to make the decisions on our own. So it, it does seem weird that there's this, this aspect in our life where people are relying on somebody else to find them a job. And um, it can be a little scary, especially if you don't completely trust an individual 100%. And if you don't think that they're in it for the right reasons, that trust is going to be broken instantly absolutely and and that's probably the biggest fear at this point in time in my life that uh i know for a fact as a professional basketball player that does need an agent that does need a rap uh my life is in somebody else's hands so to some degree i don't get the control i have no control over this aspect and it terrifies me because you never know where you can end up at and as I as I already seen, you can end up in a place like Lithuania that's very very unsafe. It's it's one of those things where it's like, did you send me to Lithuania because it was the best choice for me, or did you send me to Lithuania because it was the best choice for you? Yes. And as a man, and now I'm, I mean I'm not. I like to call myself a young adult still. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to think. I don't want to think I'm too old. But as a as a young adult, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I get it. Business is business, but you may start messing up trust, and trust is a totally different aspect of my life because that could carry over to my personal life. It's that fine line that you have to really figure out, okay, this is where I can really have trust, this is where I can't really have trust. That's why I really love to, me personally, as an East Coast guy, I would love to have an East Coast agent. Somebody that, if I wanted to, I could hop on a train and get to his office and sit down to talk to my agent face-to-face -face and look at him in his eyes. Because I feel like eyes tell a lot with a human being. It's tough, but, you know, at the end of the day you need to you need to figure out exactly who's going to push you it's, it's not about trust but who's going to push you harder than anybody else who's going to try and sell you to to this team more than anybody else and and, and that's what it is and sometimes you as as I came to find out even with this job now you really don't need an agent for somebody they don't need the title agent to push you hard for a club. You just need somebody that 
people in the club trust. Sure. Or people, or people respect their word because they sent them three years ago. A few Americans, and those Americans did their job and played really well for the club, man, and was respectful and were professional by all means necessary. So his word means a lot because he didn't do us wrong yet, and and that's what it's about. I mean. I wouldn't recommend this route with 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 anybody. You have to be mentally, mentally tough to understand, okay, I'm fighting for the same job myself that dudes are fighting for with agents. And and that's where it kind of gets a little a little scary because it's like, I'm not an agent. Who am I? I'm just I'm just a basketball player. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about basketball is numbers. If you do your job and, and you respect the game and you put a lot of and you have the right work ethic and the right mindset for the grind that comes with this, this isn't an easy grind. You miss holidays, you miss birthdays, you miss loved ones. It's not it's not fun. But I get to go home at the end of the day during the summer and my friends, my family doesn't have to acknowledge me or acknowledge the fact, but to some degree, I'm living out a dream. I'm living yeah. out a dream, and and that's what you have to understand as a as a young a young athlete trying to get to the next level of being a professional. The college grind is hard. The college grind opens the doors mentally and physically for what comes after. But the professional grind is a totally different grind, and you have to mentally be prepared. It's not. There's only so much more you can do as a professional. As you get older, you can't shoot any straighter. You can't run any faster. You can't jump any higher. But your mental can get sharper. And that's where it comes in. Uh, so that'd be my best advice. If you, if, you, if, you wanna, if you wanna do this with an agent, without an agent, you could do this. But you have to not only believe in yourself, believe in the dream and respect the game. And that's just all about the grind itself. Does it make um, uh, setting up contracts difficult without an agent? Like, is there, I always imagine these big stacks of lawyer talk papers getting shoved at you. And if you're not an agent, it'd be difficult. But is it, is it like that? Or can you get through it pretty easily? Uh, it, it, the, the contract really doesn't change as I, I signed my first contract actually overseas through an agent. And uh, the contract doesn't change. Licensed agents. This is what I will tell you. Licensed agents get paid by the club. Unlicensed agents is kind of up in the air, 50-50. Some clubs pay them. Sometimes those agents that get you that job will look at you after your first month's salary and be like, okay, you owe me some money because I got you this job. Uh, without an agent, you don't have to worry about none of that. And uh, you could, it, it's in some places, depending on where you go, you may be actually able to get the, the agent fee, which is more money in your pocket. At oh, wow. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, it seems bad not having an agent, but it has its purse as well. <laughs> sure. Um, so to end here, you've given me a lot of great time. Thank you. Um, I'm going to quick ask you about um, just your insight as a basketball player. We have been following a league that has been growing in the United States. And I want to know if you've ever even heard of it or what you know of it. It's called the Basketball League. Are you familiar? The Basketball League? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say I am. So you're not familiar. Is that what you're saying? Not, not, not really. Uh, I don't. I'm, I think before I came to Luxembourg, a team in the Basketball League in the New York area reached out to me. Possibly. Maybe Trice. It's, um, yeah. You could get paid, correct? Yeah, it's it's. I just I bring it up because it's interesting. We've been following. We actually we're going to the the draft combine this week, this coming weekend. And it, one thing they do do that I do love is that it is really player oriented. So you don't need an, like none of the players have agents, and there's no like buyout clause or anything. In fact, they want you to move on. So just just wondering if you've ever heard of it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they do yeah, it really well. 
at keeping it's you like busy and getting you above the ABA, right? Actually, it would depend on who you'd ask. Um, through my research, I'd absolutely say it's a level above the ABA. I don't know if the ABA would say that. Um, yeah, uh, you know, the ABA is, they're, they're very proud. Of the ABA the still thinks they're a development league for the NBA. Like they, they absolutely, which is ridiculous. But um, yeah, so I, I was just curious if you've ever heard of it. Um, I would suggest keeping it in the back of your head. Because like you said, it does keep time. It does keep you working. It does keep, like you said, the film is so big. And those, I've come across so many players, the biggest struggle is their buyout clauses. It's like, that mm -hmm. That sucks, man. Um, but anyway, uh, just just a thought. You seem to be doing just fine in Luxembourg, which is exciting. But um, so is there anything else you think young players need to know that we haven't touched on? we talked for a while here. If anything, the game of basketball has taught me how to become a man. Uh, it teaches, it, it taught me a lot of life lessons, uh, considering I am a man. But it, if, if women play the game of basketball, it will help you become a woman as well, I promise. Because there's so much within the game of basketball where you have ups and downs, kind of a roller coaster ride. And you run into adversity and you have teammates. And sometimes those teammates depend on you. Sometimes you really depend on those teammates. And there's life lessons. If you put the work in, it will. You will see the. You will see the output. Please, and I, I say this a lot because me and my father talk about this all the time. I feel like respecting the game is a lost art of the game. Considering nowadays, kids do it for the sneakers and the free, the free clothes and all that. I played basketball before, at that point in time where AAU was just getting off the ground. Yeah. Like Super 64 was the biggest tournament. In the yep. summer. Uh, I really didn't get a lot of sneakers or anything. But you taking a kid that went to that that ended up my ninth grade year, I went to a public school considering my mom is a breast cancer survivor. She ran into breast cancer. I went to a public school and literally that next year when I decided to really, really start playing basketball and considering that this is something I could do for my life. I ended up going to a, a high quality private school on the main line of, of Philadelphia. A school where now I'm in the same classes as the children of the uh, of, uh, the owner of the Eagles and, wow. and the Flyers and the person that made the first six flags in New Jersey. I'm their grandchild's in my class. And, and from there, I got free college education. I, I made, I got over $400,000 worth of education. Wow. And then from there, people got to fly me out. I didn't have to pay. I didn't have to take money out of my pocket to get to these places I'm going. And I got to see the world. I take a lot of pride in my passport being stamped up the way it's stamped up. And it's all through basketball. So respect that game, respect who it makes you. And, and that's all it is for me. Uh, if, if you do it, I promise you, whatever, it's a whole bunch of work that you don't want to do. And I know people, I know young athletes wake up in the morning on Saturdays, their parents may wake them up and they just like, oh, I just want to be a kid. Yeah. Well, you can still be a kid if you enjoy the game. Don't take it as a job until it becomes your job. Let, love the game, have fun with the game, appreciate the game and as the doors open peek your head through the door to see what's on the other side <laughs> absolutely um awesome guy kai howard thank you so much um for all that that was a very in-depth and wonderful interview so thank you very much thank you for having me i appreciate it man. no problem man good luck thank you see ya see ya Like I said in the beginning, um, I'm not going to say a whole lot because the episode's long, uh, longer than usual. Uh, I did enjoy this one. This is one of the ones where um, I just I was able to kind of sit back and the guest just speaks, which is great. Um, and as an interviewer, sometimes you get that. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes 
Um, there's more work that needs to be done as an interviewer as far as guiding the conversation and when it's audio and not looking at him face to face, it makes it a lot more difficult to do that. Thankfully though, with Kai, he took it over, which was great. That's exactly what I needed to have happen. And frankly, you the listener, that's what you want to have happen. You don't want to have me tell you all of these things because I haven't been out there. I didn't play basketball in Lithuania. I don't play basketball in, in Luxembourg. Uh, I'm not good enough and I have never experienced that. So you don't want me telling you the stories. You want people there doing it now telling you all about the stories. So that's just another shout out to a wonderful guest. Aiden Howard did a great job. Not much else to say about the episode. If you have any questions, feel free to send us a message. We've said it before. The best way to get a hold of us is a message to the Instagram page, Globally Ballin Official on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter too or Facebook, but Instagram is, is by far your best bet. Uh, if there's a sport you want to hear about, player or anything like that, that's your best way to get hold of us. And be ready again as the episodes will continue on and uh, their previous cycle of releasing on Wednesdays. So thank you for waiting through that week off. Again, I hope you had a great Christmas, great holiday, and uh, we'll you'll hear from us again next week. Thank you all for making it through another episode. A couple things I got a quick run through and then we'll be done. Uh, first, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on our different key platforms. Uh, first, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin. Also, Instagram uh, at globallyballinofficial and then Twitter at globallyballin. The Instagram and Twitter are by far our most active and they're also very different content. They're actually run by different people. So go ahead and make sure you're following both of those and they'll also both alert you for when something new is posted either in the podcast or Patreon, which I'm gonna talk about in just a second. Also, um, when it comes to the Facebook account, the Facebook account seems um, less active and we're aware of that. It's different kind of content and more is coming to the Facebook page. So you'll want to like it to make sure you're ready when a new wave of different content, which is coming soon, starts to make its way on there, which is exciting. Uh, finally, though, is the Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com and then you search globally ball and you're going to find our account $3 a month. And with that, you're going to get a, a couple of things. First, shout out to all the supporters, which is great, which is actually also really good for any of you athletes out there. It's a great way to get your name, your brand, your place where people can find your highlight tapes, all that stuff. That'll be plugged in our episodes, which is great. So if you become a patron um, for the $3 a month, you'll get that. In addition, though, what we're really kind of excited about, not that we're not excited about the other one, is that you're going to get a bunch of extra content. It's going to be different from when I originally recorded this to when you're listening to this now. We're going to keep adding to it. Uh, there's a lot of different stuff. It might just be extra stuff that didn't fit into an episode. And there's also a whole new um, different kind of content called Candid Conversations, which is basically a whole new show that we started. As the name suggests, it's a conversation between me and somebody else. For whatever reason, it doesn't fit into an episode. And if you go check out one of those Candid Conversations, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So that $3 a month, you're going to get your shout out and your... Um, your help to support your brand or get attention to your highlight reel or whatever, plus a lot of extra detailed, fun content in addition to this free podcast. So go and check that out. Refresher, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin, Instagram at globallyballinofficial, Twitter at globallyballin, and uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash, or patreon.com search globally balling and you'll find do the three dollar a month patron if you're interested and get all new content a bunch of additional content uh if that's not for you totally fine we still really appreciate you supporting and listening uh if you have any suggestions make sure you send us a message again because we're most active on instagram and twitter that's the best way to send us a suggestion we'd be happy to listen and um and try to get anybody in that area and that sport, that country, that topic that'll help you best. So make sure you send us one of those requests. Otherwise, thank you again for listening. You'll hear from us again uh, next week.